title of my message tonight is called Taste and See that the Lord is Good. Actually, it's just Taste and See, but I added the other part because that's the part of the verse that we're reading out of. I'm excited because this is, a, this is how it is, guys. This is a really good uh, message for you all, and really, if you've already tasted and seen that the Lord is good, then the Lord is provoking you to keep on tasting so that way you keep on seeing and you keep on experiencing his goodness, amen, because God is good, right? Amen. Over here in the book of Psalm. Chapter 34, starting in verse 8 out of the Amplified. I say starting in, it's the only one. So verse 8 out of the Amplified, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man or woman who takes refuge in him. I love this verse so much. It's so great. It's so wonderful because this is what I believe. You can hear about how wonderful God is. You can hear about how great he is, how you're supposed to not live in poverty, how you're supposed to not live in lack, how you're not supposed to live in bondage. You can hear about all these things, how you're not supposed to be depressed anymore, how you have victory in Jesus Christ. But until you start to taste and see it for yourself, it's a little bit hard to believe it. You know what I mean? And the reason that I bring out taste and see it for yourself because I truly believe that even though our relationship with God is not based on our performance, it's based on the performance of Jesus, there's nothing that you can do to actually work out your salvation in that way because Jesus is perfect, amen? His work was all the work that needed to be done, amen? But if we believe it, like it talks about in the book of James, that faith without works is dead. Meaning if we actually believe it, then it's going to be something that we believe. <laughs> We're going to start living this out because we believe it. Amen. And when you live something, you are acting, you are actioning. Ooh, I just spit a little bit there. Whoa. <laughs> you are actually living it out. You are putting action to what you believe. Amen? So in order to experience these good things that God talks about, then we've got to put action to our faith. Amen? So we've got to start to taste, and then we will see. And those that taste, as you keep going on, it says how blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. And if you look at that word refuge back in the original language, which is the Greek, or maybe it's the Hebrew at this point, I'm not really sure, but that's fine. It says refuge means a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. Who likes being safe in the room? Who likes feeling like they got a place to call home. <laughs> Who place they got the place that they can go to have rest? Amen. Everybody, everybody should raise their hands. But if you look at the synonyms of this word, it's a haven, a safe haven, a shelter, a sanctuary, a retreat, an asylum, an oasis, and even a sanctum. And I love that it uses the word oasis because that's just such a beautiful depiction of, uh, of what it's like to put your trust in God and then go and actually interact with God. Because when you think about an oasis, you're thinking about like a desolate desert, a place where you can't really see any life. You can't see sustenance. You can't see green trees. You can't see animals or anything like that. But in the middle of a desert, there are these things called oasises. Oasis is. Oasis And at this place of oasis, even in the middle of lack, even in the middle of drought, even in the middle of this uncertain terrain, there is life. There is provision. 
there is care and there is safety. So we can understand that when we put our trust in God and we act upon what we believe, we will then be met by a God who will then provide us with shelter, who will then provide us with wealth if we need it, who will then provide us with security, who will then provide us with comfort, who will then provide us with joy, who will then provide us with everything we could ever ask, think, or imagine because he is good. Amen? Say, I'm going to taste and I'm going to see. That was weak as mess, guys. I'm going to taste, and I'm going to see that he is good. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. We all need prayer. It's going to be fine, guys. It's going to be fine. I only got you guys for another hour and 50 minutes. I'm just kidding. You guys all are like, oh, no. All right, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Put your heads down. All right. Father God, thank you so much for this time we have to come together and learn and grow in you, Lord. Help us understand that we can trust you more in this relationship with you, God. Help us, guide us, lead us, give us the inspiration to go further in this walk with you. Like I said before, even if we have tasted and we have seen, Lord, put a greater desire in us to hunger for more of you so we can experience more of your goodness. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm glad I got an illustration for you guys because you guys are, something's, something's weird here. But as you can see here, I have Oreos. And they're great and they're awesome. Uh, has anyone ever had an Oreo before? <laughs> has anyone not had an Oreo before? Oh, really? I was about to say, oh my gosh, you have been sheltered in the wrong way. Uh, anyway, and Oreo, most of you guys are probably familiar with Oreos. Oreos are great because they're nice little chocolate sandwich cookies. You know, they're a little chocolate cookie with a little sweet cream sandwiched in the middle of another cookie. But I could talk to you about it. I could describe it to you. I could tell you that it's a nice, wonderful treat. And then it just, just dances on your mouth and gives you nice pleasure in that area. And it's so wonderful. It's so great. It gives you sustenance in your belly. Makes you feel good. I could talk about it all night. But until you actually taste it for yourself, you're just hearing about it. You don't really know that it's good. I could just be telling you that it's good and it's not actually good. But until like you actually were to come up here and get out of your seat and experience an Oreo for yourself, would you then be able to understand that it is actually good? In order to really know that an Oreo is good, you would have to get out of your seat grab an Oreo, put it in your mouth, chew on it a little bit, begin to taste it, and then understand that it is good. Because if you don't get out of your seat and get an Oreo, you'll never really experience how good this Oreo actually is. Because maybe you don't want to experience how good it is. My goodness. Some of you guys are greedy. I just saw someone walk away with like six. <laughs> You could hold it. <laughs> you can like just let it rest in your mouth. You don't have to chew it. If you let it sit in your mouth long enough, it's like you're acting like your mouth is a cup of milk. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I've brought extras. I really got any. Oh my goodness. A bunch of animals up here. Gosh. <laughs> what have I done? Wow! <laughs> Whoa. This is great. 
There's, there are cookies everywhere. My goodness. Wow. Interesting. What happened? Animals. Like a bunch of raccoons up here. Like what happened? <laughs> you can't even eat them and you got like 12. What's your problem, man? Now, again, maybe if you just had braces or maybe you had your braces tightened, you could put it in your mouth and just pretend that your mouth's like a glass of milk. You can let it get nice and soggy. <laughs> I'm really like triggering nomads so bad right now. <laughs> now, we could just sit here and talk about Oreos all day long, and we could describe how they taste. But again, those of you that truly wanted to experience the Oreos for yourself, you had to take action Get up out of your seat, come on down here, grab the Oreo, and then put it in your mouth and experience it for yourself. Now, I know some of you are like, Oreos are gross. Like, why didn't you get Chips Ahoy? Or, hey, why didn't you get Nutter Butters? I'm sorry. Come back next week. We might try again. I'm just kidding. No promises. But maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I understand. You know what I mean? Like, we have to understand in this relationship with God, not like I'm trying to equate God to an Oreo cookie by any means. It's not like that. But we still need to put action to what we believe. If we truly want the most out of this relationship, God, if we truly want to experience the goodness that everyone talks about, then we've got to start acting in such a way like we believe that truth. We have to put action to what we believe so then we can then receive the promises of God. Now, again, maybe some of you in this room are like, I know God's good. I've tasted it and I've seen. Then let him grow a deeper hunger in your life. Because there's so much more to God than just salvation. There's so much more to God than just health and wholeness. There's so much more to God than just prosperity. God is, is, is infinite. He, he's a wonderful, amazing God that we can't even fathom what all he can truly provide for us. But if we go and we constantly seek after what he has for us, that is us putting action to what we believe so that we can experience who he says he is. Amen? It makes me think of another uh, passage of Scripture that's very familiar over here in the book of Luke, chapter 8. This is kind of in the middle of a situation where Jesus was talking to this man, Jairus, and Jairus had a, a daughter that was very, very sick, and she was basically on her deathbed at that moment, and she talked to, or he talked to Jesus, and he's like, yo, can you please come to my house? Can you do something about this? And Jjesus like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's, let's roll. And as they're on the way, there's this woman who had an issue of blood, and that's what we're about to pick up right now, and she had an encounter with Jesus. Over here, chapter 8, verses 43 through 48, out of the NLT, it says, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. And Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. 
This is a wonderful account, and it's so great. And there's a couple different things that we can unpack here, but one of the things that I really want to really highlight tonight, I don't eat any Oreos. I appreciate you trying to share. That's very nice of you, but I'm good. I Thank you so much. But what I'm really trying to highlight in this moment, what I feel like the Lord is trying to highlight in this moment, is that this woman clearly had heard about Jesus. And when he was passing through her area, her town, her village, she had an opportunity to come in contact with this Jesus that she heard about, to truly experience him for herself. She had heard about Jesus being the healer. She had heard about Jesus being the one that makes blind people see. She had heard about Jesus being the one that helps those that are oppressed and seeks out justice. She had heard about the one who creates peace when there's chaos. She had heard about this man who's been called the Messiah, but yet she had never got to experience him for herself in such a way. It had all just been hearsay or just stories at this point. But now that she had been coming through her town, she had the opportunity to see it for herself. And it started with this thought, if I could just touch his robe, if I could just put a little bit of action to what I believe in my heart, then I know that I will be able to receive the promises that Jesus talks about. I know I'll be able to walk in health. I know I can get rid of this issue of blood. She had already exhausted all of her other resources. Other translations talk about how she'd gone to these other doctors and she didn't get better, but in fact, she actually got worse. But she had an opportunity to change it all around. And what's interesting is that there's so many people probably in that town that day, so many people in that that square that day or whatever it looks like for this situation. I've not done research to figure out what the bird's eye view looked like, you know what I mean? Like, but there were so many people. I mean, it, it, the disciples even said, everyone's touching you, Jesus. And he said, no, someone deliberately touched me. Someone touched me on purpose, Someone just didn't bump into me. Someone just didn't just come to church. Someone just didn't open their Bible. Someone just didn't listen to the Maverick City song. No, someone came with intentionality to actually taste and see that Jesus is who he says he is. Someone on purpose touched Jesus. And when we go and we seek after Jesus on purpose, that's when we receive what he has for us. Say, I'm going to taste. Say, I'm going to taste. And I'm going to see that he is good. This is what I believe. When you have belief and then you have action partnered with it, that's when you're able to receive. John 14, 6 talks about Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And in order for us to experience this abundant life that Jesus died to give us, like it talks about in John 10, 10, we've got to put action to what we believe. We've got to start walking in his ways. We've got to start speaking his truth so we can start to experience his life. If you're tired of living in bondage, If you're tired of living in depression, if you're tired of being confused, if you're tired of feeling alone, then I dare you to walk in the ways of Jesus Christ. I dare you to start speaking the truth of his word. And then I dare you to start walking in the life that he has for you. Put action to this belief so you can receive it for yourself.
Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And we, we brought this out probably a little bit over the past couple of weeks, but I, I really want to hit it on again. Uh, it says, Jesus said, come to me. That's an action word. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Anyone tired in here? You all look kind of tired tonight. No offense. You look great, but you look tired. Anyone carrying some issues of life in this room tonight? Half of you are liars. Gosh, man, what's going on here? <laughs> Anyone experience some, some bad times? Anyone holding on to stuff that it's just hard to get over? This is for you. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Take my yoke. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Other translations, even in the, Mo- the message, if I remember right, he even says, come to me and I will be your oasis. Like Jesus, he wants to be your oasis in the middle of your school. He wants to be your oasis in the middle of your family issues. He wants to be your oasis when you're having boyfriend troubles or girlfriend troubles. He wants to be your oasis when you're tempted to use substances. He wants to be your oasis when you're trying to give in to temptation. Like he wants to be there for you, to give you peace, to show you a different way, to help you along this life. Like we're not meant to do it alone. But if we want to experience him, we want to see that he's really good we've got to taste it for ourselves we've got to put action in this life with God you know I talked about a little bit before we got started tonight you know at the beginning of service you know Matthew 7 talks about those that seek are the ones that find those that knock doors are going to be open to them those that ask are the ones that receive these are all action verbs to what you believe And it even says, keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. Meaning, this is not just like a one and done thing. Like every single day, we got to seek Jesus. Every single day, we got to ask Jesus for his help. Every single day, we got to knock on his door expecting that sucker to open up so we can get everything that he has for us. I want to walk from this place of rest. I want to walk from a position of peace But the only way that I can do that is to seek after the creator of peace, to seek after the one that gives me great rest, to seek after the one that has all the answers to all my needs and all my problems and all my worries and all my fears. So I know it's kind of a short deal tonight, but but I really feel like this is what the Lord had for you. Again, the book of James says that, that faith without action is dead. If this really is real to you, or if you really want it to be real to you, then we got to start acting on what we believe. But when we feel overburdened by the issues of life, we got to give it over to him. When we feel tempted to be rude, and when we feel tempted to be angry and, and, and irritable, then we got to give it over to him so we can respond in kindness, so we can respond in patience, 
so we can respond from a peaceful demeanor. But it all starts with giving it to him, going to him, asking from him, using action with him so we can walk out everything that he has for us. Again, John 14, 6, walk in his ways, speak his truth, experience the life that he has for you. Amen? Bow your heads. I want to pray for you real fast. Father God, I thank you for this awesome time we had to come together, Lord. I I pray that every single one of us was able to receive what you had for us tonight, Lord. I I thank you Again, if there's us in this room tonight that have never tasted and never seen, Lord, I pray that you prick that desire on the inside of us tonight to take that step to put action to this so we can experience you for all that you are. And if there's those of us in the room tonight that that are already walking with you, Lord, but maybe we're a little bit lax in some areas of our life, birth a greater hunger in us so we continue to seek after you more and more every single day. God, I pray for every single individual in this room tonight as we leave these four walls and we go about our day and we we go back to our homes and we go back to our schools or our neighborhoods or whatever it is that looks like for us, Lord, that you are with us. You are our helper, you are our guide, and you are our friend. And most importantly, you are the Lord of our life. We praise you, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.